bilateral knee replacement your best recovery. If you are considering going for two, this is the Facebook chat group for you. We have an incredibly active membership made up of many wonderful people who have already gone through a bilateral knee replacement. They have a lot to say about it. Of course, it's free to join. Search Facebook groups for bilateral knee replacement, your best recovery. You are most welcome to join the conversation and make the most of your bilateral knee replacement surgery. Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hello and welcome to The Bee's Knees podcast. This is your host, PJ Ewing. I am a big Olympics fan, let me tell you. Uh, mostly the Winter Olympics because of the danger and the speed, but I've loved the Olympics since I was very young, and I think it's still a, a wonderful celebration of sport and accomplishment, achievement, fortitude. I could go on. Today, we're going to approach the Olympics from a different perspective, and that is the Senior Olympics through an interview that Mary Elliott did in Michigan with Becky Ridke. This is uh, something that we've been working on for a very long time, just to get it all done and share this with you. I'm very excited that we got it done. Mary did a great interview, lots of insight, and it really dovetails nicely with what we talk about on this show all the time, which is a new knee, a new you, a new life, a new opportunity, new mobility, all of the good things that come from total knee replacement. Unfortunately, we end up speaking a lot about what can go wrong and how to fix problems and making sure that we make lemonade out of lemons when surgeries, recoveries don't go well. But in this case, we're going to celebrate after all of that is done, a good recovery, a challenging recovery, whatever has happened in the past, now you've got an opportunity to do something with those awesome new knees. Let's call it knees, plural. Hopefully they're both good now. And this is an occasion to get involved in potentially something like the Senior Olympics. So Listen to Mary and Becky go through it. Hopefully this will open some doors for a few of our listeners to take this new found opportunity with mobility after knee replacement or other knee surgeries and take full advantage of that maybe with competition, a competition like the Senior Olympics. Hey, today we're going to change things up a little bit and we're going to talk about something, something you've been thinking about and will create a heck of a lot of interest in you. You know, you're all having knee replacement, either you've recovered or you're about to embark on recovery from knee replacement or some kind of knee surgery. That's why you're here listening. But, you know, what's going to happen is your life is now going to open up and become much broader, right? You have now the capacity to be able to move more freely, to move more. What a beautiful gift that's given to you, right? So today, we want to introduce to you an organization that maybe or you may have already considered learning more about, but it's the Senior Olympics. What a great opportunity to involve yourself and meet people your peers that really do have a passion about moving more and staying active and healthy. Uh, and here you go. Here's a great opportunity to meet those people and create new bonds for yourself as your life starts blossoming, growing in new directions. Uh, you may want to 
consider Senior Olympics. And I have today a wonderful Becky. She is going to speak to us about the Senior Olympics. She is the Executive Director of the Michigan Senior Olympics. And uh, Becky, do you want to join me and tell everybody a little bit about why you decided to work, what you enjoy about being a, an Executive Director here at Senior Olympics? Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share the information about the Michigan Senior Olympics because a lot of people haven't heard about the Senior Olympics. Um, we've been around since 1979, um, and we've been the leading advocate in senior health and fitness for 41 years now. Um, but yet a lot of people do not even know we exist. So this is a great opportunity for me to, to tell everyone what we're all about. Um, so I actually... This is the best job in the world. I get to be around active individuals over the age of 50 who are really just continuing to push themselves and see what they're capable of doing. And I guess a little bit more about the Michigan Senior Olympics, if you're not familiar with it. We are a nonprofit organization. We are the official state games for the Michigan Senior Olympics. And we are a part of the National Senior Games Association. So I'll tell you a little bit more about that later and how to get involved in the National Senior Games. But I've always been active and involved in sports. I have a degree in sport and recreation management, so it just kind of led me down the path to where I am today. Well, let me ask you this, Becky, because, you know, not all of our listeners are from Michigan. You know, they're, they're all over the United States. So is there a Senior Olympics in each state? How does that work? Yep, there definitely is. Um, yeah, it's either the, the Senior Olympics or the Senior State Games that they might be called in some of the other states. But each of the states has one official like qualifying games that could get the, the athletes to the National Senior Games. Um, and the National Senior Games are actually going to be held in 2021 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So there's still time for everyone out there that's, that's looking to possibly do this and, and get trained and, and ready to go. But uh, we have so many athletes from Michigan that might have family members in other states across the country, and a lot of them will even use the National Senior Games as almost like a family reunion where they all come and compete together at the Games. So, yep, it's definitely across the whole country. How fun is that? Oh, my God, that is great. Okay, so let me ask you this, because I, I think this is another question everybody's thinking of, because I know I was. What's the minimum age group, and is that the same in every state, or does that differ? You know, it, it is the same in every state um, and at the National Senior Games. In the age groups, um, it's for ages 50 and over, and they compete in five-year age groups. So they start all the way from 50 to 54, 55 to 59, and so on, all the way up to our 100-plus age group. Oh, God, that's, that's phenomenal. How, how many members do you have in the 100-plus, would you say, approximately? That is amazing. You know, it, it varies year to year, and it depends on the sport. Um, there's not too many, but we definitely have, have a few. We actually um, we had one gentleman. He was 102 years old, and he participated in our track and field events, and he did the 50-meter uh, dash, 100-meter dash, long jump, and shot put. Oh, my gosh. Well, that is very impressive, and that's pretty inspiring. How do they train for this? Yeah, most of the athletes will train on their own, but if someone doesn't know where to start or where to how to go about starting that training, we always try to help them by setting them up with places in their area for them to train. Um, our offices are actually located at the OPC Senior Center in Rochester, 
and they have gyms and a lot of different opportunities for people to, to train right here at the same location that we're housed in. But for someone that might be on the other side of the state, if they call us and, and want to get involved, we will work with them to try to find local senior centers or fitness centers that might be able to train them. Or for some things, it could be more of a specific event, such as we get calls for people that might have done shot put or discus during the track and field events back in high school that haven't done it in years and are thinking that they might want to give it a try. So sometimes we'll be able to set them up with local high school track and field coaches or people that might be willing just to train them. Sometimes we'll have athletes that will train each other or we'll meet up to work out together. So we try to make training an option for people that are, are looking to get involved. How, how great is that? You know, what, what type of things can they compete in? So we have a, a bunch of different events. Um, our winter games, they take place every February and I'm kind of going to just read these off real quick here for you, but we do a basketball skills challenge, which includes a free throw and three-point competition. We have billiards, bocce ball, bowling, cornhole, a ballroom dance competition, ice hockey, pickleball, powerlifting, racquetball, table tennis, cross-country skiing, co-ed volleyball, and, track, and indoor track and field. And that's just our winter games alone. And then in August, um, we have really something for everyone. We do archery, badminton. We actually have a three-on-three basketball competition, billiards, bocce ball, bowling, cornhole, cycling. We do the ballroom dancing again in August as well, disc golf. We do a three-day golf tournament, a 5K and 10K running race, pickleball, powerlifting, power walking, which has um, one of our newer events that's really gained a lot of popularity we have race walk, racquetball, sand volleyball, soccer, shuffleboard, softball, swimming, table tennis, tennis, track and field, triathlon, and volleyball. So I know that was a lot a lot to hear all at once, but you can see that we really do have a lot of different events that we offer. Honestly, those sound like fun, like bocce ball and Italian. So I'm all in. I, I think I'm, I'm going to explore that a little bit even for myself. How fun. All right. So you have then two times of the year where they compete. What's the time frame? Like when do they, when, what's the cost? Is there a cost involved with this? And what kind of time frame do you need to sign up in order to be able to compete? So our winter games, those are coming up starting February 5th. So everyone would need to be registered um, by the end of January here for most of our events. And then for the summer games, registration will open in April, and then the deadline is usually mid-July, and then the, those games will be starting in August. So we, we have about 800 athletes that are going to be coming from all over the state to participate in our winter games. And then our summer games will actually have over 1,500. Wow, that's great. <laughs> Oh, what about cost? Is there a cost involved? Oh, yeah. Yep. So um, since we are a nonprofit organization, we do have to charge um, a membership fee just to help keep us up and running as well. So it's a $25 yearly membership fee, and that would cover both the winter and summer games. And then there is a registration fee as well, but it, it varies based on what sport that they would be deciding to do. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds very reasonable. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like it. Well, that's exciting. Okay. And can you, like, share what you've seen of people who have participated, how they've blossomed, the good things that came out of them, you know, because they participated in something like this? 
Yeah, we've had, I mean, I I could go on for hours telling amazing, remarkable stories of our athletes because, that like, every, everyone has a story to share is what I've learned, and I've made so many friends with so many people. Um, but I guess some of the the main stories of our athletes that, that kind of come to mind in just being incredible stories of perseverance and never giving up, um, we have a – one of our athletes that's a women's ice hockey goalie. She's actually a double leg amputee and she is our, our goalie for women's ice hockey. So her story is just incredible. We also have a cyclist who had was involved in an accident a few years back and he actually had severe nerve damage to his arm and he will cycle with his arm in a sling um, out there. I mean, we've had tons of people that have had knee replacements, different surgeries, overcome cancer, and then wanted to set a goal and do something and have have signed up for the game. So they're really, I could go go on and on about them. But one thing that all of the athletes seem to have in common is that they, they're just all so passionate about what they do. They're excited to be there. They don't care if they're going to win a gold, silver, or bronze medal and they're, they're just there to try to improve themselves, and that's one of the things that we really like to encourage. This, the Senior Olympics is not just for those top athletes in each of those sports. I mean, yes, we do have athletes that will train year-round for the events, but we have so many people that are just coming out and trying the games for the first time or might even be brand new to a sport, and it's so amazing to see the other athletes take those new people under their wing and, and encourage them and welcome them and you know, and then soon enough, a few years down the road, you see those people that didn't think they would ever be able to win a medal up there on the medal stand or breaking state records. I mean, it's it's amazing when someone puts their mind to something, what they're actually capable of achieving. That's wonderful, Becky. Honestly, you know, one of the reasons why I like to, to go to the gym and exercise is because the minute you open up that door to the gym and you walk in, you, I can just feel the energy. Everybody just feels motivated and inspired. and It's just healthy being around any environment like that. And that, this sounds just like that. Obviously, a lot of these are held outdoors. So do you notify them? I imagine you have some kind of a system where you tell them where they have to be at and when, and you, you assign them in teams if that's the case, or how does that all work? Yeah, we, we always make sure that everyone has every detail that they need. You know, if they're playing in a sport that has a bracket, and they'll know their exact start time, who they're playing against. So we... We do really pride ourselves on our communication with our athletes to make sure everyone feels comfortable and knows where they need to be and exactly what they need to do or what equipment they they might need to bring or what they need to wear. So we definitely make all of that information available to our athletes. So they feel comfortable and they're not stressed and feel like, hey, I can do this. I know what I need to do and how, and I have support, right? They, that's, exactly. It sounds like that's the feeling you give them. We're just a phone call away, and, you know, we, we love talking with the, the senior athletes and, and hearing their stories and, and helping them in any way we can. Okay. Well, how about telling us one more time, what is the deadline for the Winter Olympics? What, what, what is the deadline? January 31st. Okay, so January 31st, everyone out there. <laughs> so if this has sparked your curiosity and sounds fun, I say give uh, Becky a call, give her office a call and get this going. And then what about the summer one? When, when's the uh, registration date there as far as a final date? 
Yep, um, it'll be July 19th, I believe. Okay, July 19th. All right, and then should they check out your website? Yep, our website is www.michigansenioralympics.org, and that has all of our details so they can go on there and learn about our different events and and find ways to, to contact us. Or if someone also, you had mentioned different teams, we do offer some team events, and if someone wanted to play on a team but didn't have one, we do have a free agent list on our website so they could add their name to that as well. Okay, and if I don't live in Michigan, how do I find you? Yeah, the National Senior Games Association, and they have a website as well. It's www.nsga.com, so National Senior Games Association. And from their website, you could actually find your your own personal state's information as well. And, you know, then maybe we'll we'll see you down in Fort Lauderdale at Nationals the following year competing against our Michigan athletes here. Yay! How fun, how fun, how fun. Well, Becky, thank you. Is there anything that you want to add that maybe I didn't ask you that would be helpful for them to know out there? Anything else that you want to talk about? Yeah, I guess the one thing would be a lot of people might be nervous about participating in a sport or not really sure what it's all about. So even if you're not quite ready to get out there and actually sign up as an athlete, I know all of the states, including Michigan, we're always looking for volunteers. So volunteering is a great way to kind of just get your foot in the door and see what the Senior Olympics are all about. Volunteer positions can be as easy as just sitting there at a desk and checking in athletes. And I mean, that's a great way to get to know the, the competitors as well. Or if you're just wanting to come and watch the games it's so inspiring to to watch the events especially things such as track and field where you're going to be able to see some incredible incredible people out there doing great things oh i didn't even give that any thought becky thanks for bringing that up seriously right watching too is inspiring oh thank you so much becky i really appreciate you taking the time out today to talk to us about this and i know i feel real confident that whoever's listening out there is going to find this just as valuable as i did and you and you think it is too well all right that's a wrap for us everyone out there uh you know get involved you know that's what what getting out of your comfort zone creates a beautiful life right keeps you from getting depressed bored right adventure is a good thing and always always meeting new wonderful people is always a great thing uh, to have in your life well thanks again becky and thank you everyone we'd like to thank a few friends of the bees knees podcast including the knee pain guru natural solutions for chronic knee pain without drugs shots surgery or painful physical therapy for more info, visit thekneepainguru.com. We're also brought to you by X10 Therapy. And special thanks to Dr. Justin Trosclair at the podcast, A Doctor's Perspective Podcast. If you plan to go to China for business or pleasure, the main thing that you have to master is the dinner culture. Things like the lazy Susan, should you drink, how to use chopsticks, where am I supposed to sit, gaining and losing face. I'm Dr. Justin Trosclair, and after five years of working in China, I took all my knowledge and wrote a book about it. You can find it at a doctorsperspective.net slash China book and on Amazon. And while you're at it, take a listen to the podcast, a doctorsperspective.net, where I interview doctors of all specialties, talk about successes, marketing, struggles, and all those types of topics you don't normally hear. 
the knee store. If you're having a knee done, you just may want to share that news with the world. If so, we've got a mug, t-shirt, or awesome tote for that. Visit the knee store on CafePress.com. Shop for the perfect item that reflects your feelings about getting back to a full life after a successful knee replacement surgery. Visit CafePress.com forward slash the knee store. Great prices, fun and unique stuff. The Bees Knees podcast comes to you from our studio in Lower Manhattan, New York City. We're here week in and week out shedding light on all aspects of knee surgery and recovery. To reach us, send an email to thebeesneespodcast at gmail.com.